Today on Get Vertical Gal Police, we listen into a message called Choosing Humility for Spiritual Transformation. It's a sermon in our tradition series. Pastor John has us take a look at Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. You see, humility is not just a tiny tool in our toolbox in the way that we approach our spiritual walk. It's actually the posture and our heart's attitude in the way we approach God. Let's join in on the message now. See, ego measures. Your ego measures by how I'm doing. Your ego measures by what others are not doing. We typically judge ourselves by, hey, hey, what's going on? I see that person. They're so bitter at work, they never smile. I see that person. I, I, I wonder when's the last time they had a quiet time. And we judge others, and therefore, we judge ourselves. See, the uh, ego neglects. Ego, our ego neglects to understand that God can only do God things. That my flesh can not do God things. We have to understand that my flesh, by itself, can do no godliness. But uh, only God can do godliness. So we need to ditch our ego because measuring myself to others is just pointless. The Pharisee saying to God, God, I thank you. I'm not like this tax collector, this wicked man. Does no good. Who in your life do you like to measure yourself to? The people at work, your customers, the people that come in that you disdain to be around. Who do you have to get away from in order to be able to survive You might be careful because your ego might be driving your life. We need to ditch our ego because measuring myself to others is pointless because my works add nothing to God. We need to ditch our egos because my ego fights against spiritual growth. This Pharisee, in his right self-righteousness, is no closer to God than he's ever been in his life. In fact, he's farther away. He's standing up in opposition. Lastly, we need to ditch the ego because humility leads to spiritual life. Spiritual life comes from a spiritual source. Just as my water, I'm not getting tea out of this water bottle. I'm getting water. And if I want spiritual growth, if I want change, if I want transformation, let's put it a different way. If I want peace with people that I'm struggling with, if I want joy in the midst of suffering and happiness in the moments of turmoil, if I want contentment, if I want friendship, it all comes from humility. I have to start saying, God, I'm struggling with this, but your word says. God, I'm struggling with this, but you're great. God, I'm struggling with this, but I can't. And the moment that we start humbling ourselves before God and say, God, I need you, and we stop measuring ourselves is when we actually find freedom and joy in life. When we start saying, Jesus, I need you in this moment. I need your salvation. I need your uh, forgiveness. I wonder if we could take a screen and write everyone's sin and place it on the screen. And we would see all of our sins laid out. how broken we would be this morning. 
because Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus forgives us as we come and humble ourselves to him. How he covers our sin, how he forgives, he imputes his righteousness. Jesus doesn't care about infused righteousness. Jesus cares deeply about imputed righteousness. So because I have the ability, son, I'm going to take care of you. Stand up here for a second. This is my son, Eli, oldest son. Isn't he a good-looking guy? And, um, yeah, he takes after his mom, thank goodness. And, uh, but once he gets a beard, he'll be okay. And uh, So I love this kid. He's, uh, he's an intelligent kid. And um, imputed righteousness is that I got you. I'm covering you. That's the gospel. See, the tax collector understood his need to be covered. The Pharisee says, I don't need you, Dad. I'm good on my own. But imputed righteousness is God's like, no, you're right with me. I got you. I'm covering you. I'm protecting you. I'll forgive your sins. You're my son. Look, God wants to draw us in imputed righteousness. The person that's living in infused righteousness is the person that's like, no, God, I'm going to walk beside you. But in imputed righteousness is God's like, I got you, Eli. You know what, Eli? I'm going to cover you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to guide you. See, the heart that only does things because they think that it's spiritual is the heart that's hard and doesn't know God. But the heart that is broken before God understands the weight of their sin, comes to Jesus for mercy and peace and forgiveness, will receive it. Choose humility for spiritual transformation. Choose it. Choose humility for transformation from a spiritual source who is God. So my question for you this morning is, have you arrived spiritually? Are you there yet? Have you sinned this past week? Have you sinned? Have you had a hard heart? Have you looked at someone with disdain? See, Jesus wants to go after the things of the heart. He wants to change our heart, and therefore our lives will be changed. Our actions will be changed. He doesn't want us to change our action, and our hearts still remain evil and hard. And so my question is, have you arrived spiritually? Have you sinned this week? Have you had bitterness flow out? Do you still have unforgiveness? And in your seed, you could say, well, yeah, actually, John, I'm struggling a little bit. Be like the tax collector and say, okay, God, I need you. Don't be like the Pharisee and be like, God, I got this. I'm carrying Yeah, I know I'm struggling, but I'm going to carry it. I got it, God. We must be broken over our sin and humbled that we need God's presence to cover us and impute righteous to make us justified by his gift. Second question I have for you today is, do you ever measure yourself to others? Do you read without applying the word of God? And even in my heart, as I read the word of God, I'm like, ouch, that stings. I need to change. What about this? Do you pray without seeking the face of God? Do you just pray, God, I'm, I, I do this and I need this from you? Or do you pray, God, would I, in this difficult situation, I don't understand, would I show? Would you come? Would your... Would you be present in times of trouble? What about this? When is the last time that instead of reacting about a difficult circumstance, you prayed? You stood on Scripture and trusted God for the results. 
God, I can't solve this. God, I have no answer for this, but I'm going to trust you for it. So that's the Pharisee. Choose to ditch the ego. Get rid of your ego. Point number two is humility exchanges self-worth for brokenness. My self-worth, what I am, humility chooses brokenness. Humility chooses humility. Humility chooses to be humbled. David Wilkerson says this, a humble person is not one who thinks little of himself, hangs his head, and says, I'm nothing. Rather, he is one who depends wholly on the Lord for everything in every circumstance. Now we're getting to the heart of the matter of the sermon. A religious person, a person that lives by tradition, relies on themselves in every circumstance. But the person that is broken before the Lord, that's humble before the Lord, chooses to ask God to be in the midst of every circumstance. It's trusting in Jesus. It's trusting in Jesus. It's, Jesus, I don't understand, but I need you. Your word says this, and I believe it. And even though I doubt, God, I still believe your word is true. Even though I'm struggling, I still believe it. I love the tax collector's prayer. He understood that only God could he find mercy and hope. A person who understands imputed righteousness understands that they are hopeless and helpless without God. Infused righteousness places the responsibility on humans. Imputed righteousness emphasizes the righteousness as a gift. Infused is focused on what I do. Imputed is focused on what God does. Infused measures by other standards. Imputed understands that we are crushed by the weight of our sin. So look at his prayer here. Uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Here we go. Um, we're going to start in verse 13. But the tax collector, staying far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven. And he's saying, God, I need you. He's placing himself under the authority of God. Just as this bottle is placing itself under my authority, under my control, saying, listen, whatever you want from me, I'm going to obey. This is a created bottle. Someone has put it water, a quality, in the bottle. Just as you are a created being from God, and God has placed a, whole, a spirit in you. Self-righteousness is saying, I got this, I'll take care of what I need by myself. But imputed righteousness is God picking up the bottle and saying, God, I trust you. Humility is letting God carry you. Humility is letting God place you in a different place. Humility is God lifting the weight of the chains and saying, would you take control of the circumstance? Humility is bowing yourself low and being broken over your sin, understanding that sin destroys. You choose to sin, you choose to suffer. I should have gotten a mm-hmm there. Come on now. Come on, wake up. If I choose to sin, I choose to suffer. Isn't that true? When the last time that you chose to sin and it went great for you? When's the last time that you, you chose to be foolish and it worked out well? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never. Thanks, Peyton. Super glad he's in the room. What do you think, Sean? Does choosing sin work out for you? Huh? It doesn't, does it? When I choose to sin, I choose to suffer. 
Humility is saying, God, I've chosen to sin, but you have suffered for me. Humility is calling on God to forgive you of your sin. Humility is, God, I'll do whatever right to do whatever you want because I know it's right. Humility is saying, God, I need you in this moment. God, your word says to forgive. I'm going to forgive. God, you know, next, next couple weeks we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Get your hearts ready. We're, we're going to dive into scripture and take care of some bitterness that might be locked into our hearts. Lastly, let's look at the last scripture here. Point number three is humility is a picture of right standing before God. I love this. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. If you are like the Pharisee, if you care about what you look like, what you do, you will be humbled. But if you're the one who humbles himself, Jesus will exalt you on the day of judgment. Your life might be more difficult. You might get get slapped around a little bit here on earth, but God is, is a judging God. He will not hold those who are... He will not withhold His wrath to those who it's due. God will take care of business. Let God be God. Let God be the judge, and you withhold your wrath, and you withhold your punishment. Humility is a picture of right standing before God. When I exalt myself, I choose my ego. When I exalt myself, I choose to measure myself. I choose to compare myself with others. When I choose to exalt myself, I choose to suffer. But when I humble myself, I choose God to guide and direct. I choose hard change. When I choose to humble myself, I choose to follow. I choose to be a disciple of Jesus. I choose to follow God's word. So this morning, choose to be humble. Here's how you humble yourself before God. You understand that Jesus is the authority, and you're not. You understand that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the one on the throne today. The Bible says that after Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, risen, and he, read, and he ascended into heaven, that he was seated and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus today is on the throne. The stock market hasn't changed that. Cancer hasn't changed that. The Middle Ages didn't change that. The wars, rumors of wars, disaster hasn't changed. Jesus is on the throne today. So to begin with, humility, I need I need to understand that Jesus is the king. I am not. Second thing about humility is not just if I'm the king, but when I have humility, I choose to not be the king. I choose to follow. I choose to surrender. I choose to repent. I choose to ask for forgiveness. I choose to trust God's word. Humility is placing oneself under the authority. Pride in my ego is forcing my way on top. Do 
You know what you did to me? You know how wrong it was? And pride is just like, look at me. I'm, I'm the king. Look at my really cool throne that I built. It's super cool. And that throne will pass away on, the de- on your deathbed. And what you have built is finite. But when you choose humility, you choose God's infinite mercy, his infinite grace. When you let God be king and you say, okay, God, I, I need humility in my life. God, I don't want to be like the Pharisee. By the way, I heard this week in one commentary is if you are sitting in your chair and you think, well, I'm glad I'm not that guy, then you are that guy. We can't even say, man, I'm glad I'm not like that Pharisee. What humility says is, God, I need you. Don't judge yourself to the Pharisee. Jesus gives this contrast so we understand that humility is the way. The way up with God is down. The way up to get right with God is down on your knees. Don't look at the Pharisee and be disdainful. Don't look at the Pharisee and say, wow, I'm glad I'm not that guy today. And in doing so, you are being that guy. Choose humility. Choose humility. I want to end with this last passage. It's your memory verse for this week. It's 2 Corinthians 5.21. Martin Luther called this the great exchange. It's one of the greatest verses in the whole Bible. It says this, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You might have done a lot of bad things in your life. You might have not done a lot of bad things, but if you've sinned at all, you deserve punishment to a worthy and holy God. Today, you can be righteous by calling on God, by humbling yourself and saying, okay, God, I need you. I'm not the king. I surrender to you. I'm going to give my life over to you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be your disciple. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender my worship. I'm going to worship you. You're the king. I want to surrender my walk. God, I'm going to get involved. I'm I'm going to lean in into discipleship, and I'm going to work for you. That's what humility is. That's what a disciple is, someone that worships the Lord, someone that works for the Lord and walks with the Lord. Thanks for listening to Get Vertical Gal Police. Now we want you to join the conversation. Is God transforming your life through his word? We would love to hear about it. Message us at info at verticalgalpolice.org and find us on social media by searching Vertical Church Gal Police. Join the conversation. You are loved.